Hello everybody, I'm Dr. Armen, Professor Armen Astvatsadjan from the year of Armenia and we continue to talk about public health, today's second topic. And second topic is a current practice, public health, current practice. You are on a Dr. Y channel. So let's go. So as we understand from previous lecture, two main functions of public health exist, two main functions. Uh, the World Health Organization describes public health as uh, all organized measures to prevent disease, promote health, and prolong life among the population as a whole. Public health activities aim to provide conditions in which people can be healthy. These activities focus on entire populations, not on individual patients or diseases. Two main, function, two main functions of public health are especially relevant when considering the health effects that may be associated with human development. First, the assessment and monitoring of the health problems in communities and at-risk populations. Second, the formulation of public policies designed to solve identified local and national health problems and to address priorities. Public health professionals specializing in environmental health, for example, in an occupational health study, uh, an, an occupational health study the health effects of upstream oil and gas development on workers on, and communities. Environmental health professionals monitor and assess communities for environmental hazards, exposures and health effects that may include indication, indicators of physical, mental and social health. Similarly, occupational health professionals monitor and assess working populations for hazard exposures and indicators of health in the workplace. This information can then be used to inform public policies, policies aimed at minimizing, minimizing the potential health risks for workers and communities. So components of health risk. Whether or not an environmental stressor possesses a risk to public health depends on the hazards the exposure and the vulnerability, vulnerability of the affected population. As hazard is anything in an environment with the potential to harm human health, and exposure is the contact between the hazard and workers or nearby community population. In this context, vulnerab vulnerability is susceptibility in worker or community populations due to work practices, age, genetics, or other factors. Public health is an observational science, my friends, and environmental and occupational health professionals use a variety of approaches to determine if environmental stressor, stressors are associated with preventable health effects. Predictive study designs estimate future potential effects, while epidemiological studies look at specific populations, though either 
descriptive or, analyti or analytic designs. For example, pub public, hash, public health scientists could conduct, conduct health impacts assessment, risk, uh, health impact assessments, risk assessments to identify hazards and potential exposures that can affect the population's health. Descriptive epidemiological studies, such as case series and ecological studies, describe and document specific health conditions that have been observed in specific population, populations where there is the potential for exposure to hazards. These predictive and descriptive epidemiological studies are very useful for determining the weight of evidence that a potential environmental hazard will likely cause health effects in workers or communities and to help design larger, more rigorous study. These predictive and descriptive epidemiological studies cannot, however, demonstrate cause links in most cases. They can only show that an exposure preceded a health outcome. Exposure preceded a health outcome. Okay? Okay. Predictive and descriptive studies can provide part of the weight of evidence that a causal link between environmental hazard and the health outcome may exist. The strongest scientific evidence for casualty comes from analytic case control or cohort studies which are designed to show whether or not individuals exposed to an environmental hazard are more likely to have a health effect that health effect that than individuals who were not exposed to the environmental hazard. These sorts of studies often take years to develop and perform, so developing a strong evidence base for a link between an exposure and disease in human in humans is a is a quite slow process. So core functions of public health. World Health Organization identifies core functions of public health programs. Providing leadership on matters critical to health and engaging in partnerships where joint action is needed. Shaping a research agenda and stimulating the generation translation dissemination of valuable knowledge. Setting norms and standards and promoting and monitoring their implementation. Articulating, articulating ethical and evidence-based policy options. Monitoring the health situation and assessing health trends. So in particular, public health surveillance programs can serve an early warning system for Im impending public health emergencies, document the impact of intervention, or track progress towards specified goals, monitor and clarify the epidemiology of health problems, allow priorities to be set, and inform health policy and strategies. 
diagnose, investigate, and monitor health problems and health hazards of the community. Public health surveillance has led to the identification and prioritization of many public health issues facing the world today, including, for example, coronary artery disease, arterial hypertension, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, AIDS, diabetes mellitus, waterborne disease, uh, zoonotic disease, antibiotic resistance, drug resistance, and so on, etc. So we talk about antibiotic resistance. Antibiotic resistance, also known as drug resistance, was the theme of uh, World Health Day 2011. Although the prioritization of press, pressing public health issues is important, Lauren Lodi Garrett argues that they are following consequences. When foreign and funneled into disease-specific programs, the importance of public health general is disregarded. Disregard, dis, disregarded, yes. This public health problem of stovepiping is though to create a lack of funds to combat other existing disease in a given country, as he said. Oh. Diabetes another problem, right? Diabetes mellitus. So the World Health Organization, my friends, reports that at least 220 million people worldwide suffer from diabetes. Its incidences is incidence in increasing rapidly, and it's projected that the number of diabetes deaths will double by the year 2030. In June 2010, editorial in the medical journal The Lancet, the authors opined that opined that opinion that the fact that type 2 diabetes, a largely preventable disorder, has reached epidemic proportion is a public health humiliation. The risk of type 2 diabetes is closely linked with the growing problem of obesity. Obviously, metabolic syndrome. Obesity is a metabolic syndrome, right? Actually about obesity. So, World's Health Organization latest estimates highlighted that globally approximately 1.5 billion adults were overweight in 2008, 2008, and nearly 43 million children under the age of 5 were overweight in 2010. The US the, is the leading country with 30.6% of its population being obese. Mexico follows behind with 24.2% and the United Kingdom with 23%. Once considered a problem in high-income countries, it's now on the rise in low-income countries, especially in urban settings. Many public health programs are increasingly dedicating attention and resources to the issue of obesity, with objectivities to address the underlying causes, including healthy diet and physical exercise. Needle exchange programs, another programs, needle exchange 
programs. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, needle exchange programs. Some programs and policies, my friends. Associated with public health promotion and prevention can be controversial. One such example is programs focusing on the prevention of HIV transmissions though safe sex campaigns and needle exchange programs. A needle and syringe program and SP. NSP, Syringe Exchange Program, SIP, SEP, huh? or Needle Exchanging Program, is a social service that allows injection drug users, IDUs, to obtain hypodermic needles and associated para paraphernalia at a little or no cost. Paraphernalia is based on the philosophy of harm reduction that attempts, attempts to reduce the risk factors for diseases such as AIDS and hepatitis. When NSP, uh, needle exchange program, provide most or all equipment free of charge, exchange programs require services users to return used syringes to receive an equal number of new syringes. History like this. A comprehensive 2004 study by World Health Organization found a compelling case that NSPs substantially and cost-effectively reduce the spread of HIV among drug users and do not uh, and do so without evidence of exacerbating drug use or either the individual or social societal level whose findings have also been supported by the American Medical Association AMA, AMA which is in 2000 adopted a position strongly supporting needle exchange program programs when combined with additional additional counseling United States NIP programs have proliferated despite lack of public acceptance. This is pro. But we have also a contra. Yes. Needles exchange programs have faced opposition on both political and moral grounds. Advocacy groups, including the National District, District Attorneys Association, NDAA, Drug Watch International, the Heritage Foundation, Drug Free Australia, and so forth religious organizations such as the Catholic Church and many individuals in important policy-making positions have united to oppose these programs. Needle exchanges have achieved acceptance by some churches and other religion groups as the House of Bishops of the Episcopal Church, the Central Conference of American Rabbis, the Presbyterian Church, and the Society of Christian Ethics. Smoking, another huge problem, another great issue for us. Another controversial program is the control of tobacco smoking. Changing smoking behavior 
requires long-term strategies, unlike the fight against communicable diseases, which usually takes a shortened period for effects to be observed. Many nations have implemented major initiatives to cut smoking, such as an increased taxation and bans on smoking or all public places. Okay? So changing smoking behavior requires long-term strategies. Unlike the fight against communicable diseases, which usually takes a shorter period for effects to be observed. Many nations have implemented major initiatives to cut smoking, such as increased taxation and bans on smoking in some or all public, or all, all public places. For example, like uh, for the moment in our country, in Armenia. Proponents argue by presenting evidence that smoking sorry so proponents argue by presenting evidence that smoking is one of the major killers and that therefore governments have a duty to reduce the death rate both through limiting passive secondhand smoking and by providing fewer opportunities for people to smoke controversially it has been argued that emphasizing the harmful and undesirable effects of tobacco smoking on other persons and imposing smoking bans in public places have been particularly effective in reducing tobacco smoking. Opponents say that this undermines individual freedom and personal responsibility and worry that the state may be emboldened to remove more and more choices in the name of better population health overall. Simultaneously, while communicable diseases have historically ranged uppermost as a global health priority, Non-communicable diseases and the underlying behavior-related risk factors have been at the bottom. This is changing, however, is illustrated by the United Nations hosting its first General Assembly Special Summit on the issue of non-communicable disease in September 2011. In September 2011. Many health problems are due to maladaptive personal behaviors. From an evolutionary psychology perspective, overconsumption of novel substances that are harmful is due to the activation of involved reward system for substances such as drugs, tobacco, alcohol, refined salt, flat, uh, sorry, fat, and carbohydrates. New technologies such as modern transportation also can reduce physical activity. Research has found that behavior is more effectively changed by taking evolutionary motivations into consideration instead of only presenting information about health effects. Okay, so the increased use of soap and hand washing to prevent diarrhea is much more effectively promoted if its lack of use is associated with the emotion of disgust.
So the increased use of soap and hard washing prevent diarrhea is much more effectively promotive. Its lack of use is associated with emotion of disgust. Disgust is an evolved system for avoiding contact with substance that spread infectious disease. Examples might include films that show how fecal matter contaminates food. The marketing industry has long known the importance of associating products with high status and attractiveness to others, to the others. To improve population health through the implementation of specific population level interventions, public health contributes to medical care by identifying and assessing population needs for healthcare services, including 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 what? Assessing current services and evaluating whether they are meeting to the objective uh, uh, meeting the objectivities of the healthcare system. Asserting, clarifying, updating requirements as expressed by health professionals, the public and other stakeholders to whom it may concern. Identifying the most appropriate interventions, considering the effect on resources for proposed interventions and assessing their cost effectiveness, supporting decision making in health care and planning health services including any necessary changes, informing, educating and empowering people about health issues, so health problems. To improve public health, one important strategy is to promote modern medicine and scientific neutrality to drive the public health policy and campaign which is recommended by Armanda Solorza, Solorzana, for, I'm sorry if I don't pronounce correctly, through a case study on the Rockefeller Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation's hook form campaign against helminthosis uh, in Mexico in the 1920s. Soloranza argues that, the po that public health policy cannot concern only politics or economics. Political concerns, interests, can lead government officials to hide the real numbers of people affected by disease in the, re in the region, such as upcoming elections. Therefore, scientific neutrality in making public health policy is critical. It can ensure treatment needs are met regardless of political and economic conditions. History of public health care clearly shows the global effort to improve health care for all. However, in modern day medicine, real measurable change has not been clearly seen and critics argue that this lack of improvements is due to ineffective methods that are being implemented. As argued by Paul Farmer, structural interventions could possibly have a large impact, and yet there are numerous problems as to why this strategy has yet to be incorporated into the health system. One of the main reasons that he suggests could be the fact 
the fact that physicians are not properly trained to carry out structural interventions, meaning that the ground level healthcare professionals cannot implement these improvements. While structural interventions cannot be the only area for improvement, the lack of coordination between socioeconomic factors and health care for the poor could be counterproductive, counterproductive and end up causing greater inequality between the health care services received by the rich and by the poor. Unless health care is no longer targeted as a commodity, global public health can ultimately not be achieved. It's not my opinion, but anyway. This being the case without, ch without changing the way in which healthcare is delivered to those who have less access to, to it, the universal goal of public health care cannot be achieved. Health 2.0 Health 2.0 Health 2.0 is a term introduced in the mid-2000s as the subset of health technologies mirroring the wider Web 2.0 movement. Health 2.0 built on the possibilities for changing healthcare, which started with the introduction of e-health in the mid-1990s following the emergence start of World Wide Web. In the mid-2000s, following the widespread adoption both of the internet and of easy to use tools for communication, social network, networking and self-publishing, there was a spate of media attention, wave of attention and increasing interest from patients, clinicians and medical librarians, libra librarians in using these tools for healthcare and medical purposes. Mm -hmm. Early examples Early examples of health 2.0 were the use of specific set of web tools, blogs, email listservs, online communities, podcasts, search, tagging, Twitter, videos, wikis and more by actors in healthcare including doctors as me, patients and scientists as you using principles of open source and user generating content and the power of networks and social networks in order to personalize healthcare, to collaborate and to promote health education. Possible explanations why healthcare has generated its own 2.0 term are the availability and proliferation, the health 2.0 applications across healthcare in general and the potential for improving public health in particular. <coughs> so while 2.0 Monica notion was originally associated with concepts 
like collaboration, openness, participation and social networking. In recent years, the term Health 2.0 has evolved to mean the role of SaaS or SaaS software as a services and cloud-based technologies and their associated applications on multiple devices. Health 2.0 describes the integration of this into much of general clinical and administrative workflow in healthcare. As of 2014, approximately 3,000 companies were offering products and services matching this definition with, with venture capital funding in the sector exceeding 2.3 billion in 2013. Public Health 2.0 is a movement with public health and that aims to make the field more accessible to the general public and more user-driven. The terms is used in three senses. In the first sense, Public Health 2.0 is similar to Health 2.0 and describes the ways in which traditional public health practitioners and institutions are reaching out or could reach out to the public through social media and health blogs. In the second sense, Public Health 2.0 describes public health research that use, uses data gather, gathered from social networking sites, search engine queries, cell phones or other technologies. A recent example is the proposal of statistical framework that utilizes online user-generated content from social media or search engine queries to estimate the impact of influenza vaccination campaign in the United Kingdom. Huh? In the third sense, public health 2.0 is used to describe public health activities that are completely user-driven. An example is the collection and sharing of information about in environmental radiation levels after the March 2011 tsunami in Japan. In all cases, Public Health 2.0 draws on, on ideas from Web 2.0 such as crowdsourcing informating share share information sharing and user centered design while many individual healthcare providers have started making their own personal contributions to public health 2.0 through personal blogs social profiles and websites other larger organizations such as the American Heart Association aha and United Medical Ed Education UMI have a larger team of employees centered around online driven driving health education, research and training. This private organization recognized the need for free and easy to assess health materials, often building libraries of educational articles. This is a, uh, there is, yes, of course, there is a great disparity. There is a great disparity in 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 access in access sorry in access to healthcare and public health initiatives between developed nations and developing nations in the developing world public health infrastructures are still forming
There are not be enough trained health workers on monetary resources to provide even a basic level of medical care and disease prevention. As a result, a large majority of disease and mortality in the developing world results from and contributes to extreme poverty. For example, many African governments spend less than 10 uh, American dollar per person per year on health care, while in the United States the federal government spent approximately 4,500 per capita in 2000. However, exp expenditures on expenditures on health care shouldn't be confused with spending on public health. <laughs> yes. Public health measures may not generally be considered health care in the st strictest sense. For example, mandating the use of set seat belts in cars can save countless lives and contribute to the health of a population. But typically, money spent enforcing this rule would count as money spent on uh, health care. Yeah, seriously. Large parts of developing world remain plagued by largely preventable or treatable infectious diseases and poor maternal and child health, exacerbated by malnutrition and poverty. The World Health Organization that the lack of that, uh, reports that the lack of exclusive breastfeeding during the first six months of life contributes to over a million avoidable child deaths each year. Formula. So, World Health Organization reports that the lack of exclusive breastfeeding during the first six months of life contributes to over a million avoidable child deaths each year. Intermittent preventive therapy aimed at treating and preventing malaria episodes among pregnant women and young children is one public health measure in endemic countries. Emerging infectious disease such as SARS, severe acute respiratory syndrome of atypical pneumonia, rapidly making its way from China to Canada, the United States and other geographically distant countries, reducing inquiries in healthcare assess though publicity funded health insurance programs. The AIDS pandemic and its spread from certain high risk groups to the general population in many countries such as such as in South Africa. The increases of childhood obesity and the concomitant increase in type 2 diabetes among children. The social, economic and health effects of adolescent pregnancy. The public health challenges related to natural disasters such as the 2004 Indian Ocean Tsunami, 2005 Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina in the United States and 2010 Haiti earthquake, etc. Each day brings new front page headlines about public health. Yes, my friends, that's absolutely right. 
since since the 1980s the growing field of population health has broadened the focus of pulmonary health, uh, public health from individual behaviors and risk factors to population level issues such as inequity, poverty and education. Modern public health is often concerned with addressing determinants of health across population. There is a recognition that our health is affected by many factors including where we live, genetics, our income, our educational status and our social relationships. These are, no, these are known as social determinants of health. A social gradient in health runs through society. The poorest generally suffer f uh, the worst health, but even the middle classes will generally have worse health outcomes than those of a higher social stratum. Uh, outcome than those of a higher social stratum. The new public health advocates for population-based policies that improve health in equitable manner. Uh -huh. So, there is no single definition of the social determinants of health, but there are com commonalities, and many government and non-governmental organizations recognize that there are social factors which impact the health of individuals. In 2003, the World Health Organization Europe suggests that the social determinants of health included social gradients, life expectancy is shorter and disease is more common further down the social ladder, stress, including stress in the workplace, early childhood development, social exclusion, unemployment, social support networks, addiction, availability of healthy food, availability of healthy transportation, active travel, religion, castle, and the social diversity, diversities. For example, if we, if we took Canada. In Canada, these social determinants of health have gained wide usage, income and income, income and income distribution, education, unemployment and job security, unemployment and working conditions, early childhood development, food insecurity, housing, social exclusion, social safety network, health services, aboriginal status, status, gender, race, not gender is sex, eh? and disability. These social determinants, determinants of health are clearly related to health outcomes, are closely tied to public policy and are clearly understandable by the public. They tend to cluster together, for example, those living in poverty also experience numerous other adverse social determinants. The quality and equitable distribution of these social determinants in Canada and the USA are clearly well below the standards seen in other developed nations. So that's enough concerning the second topic of public health current practice. See you in another lectures. Please don't forget to subscribe our channel Dr. Y. And uh, don't f forget to make your donates, your donations. It will be highly appreciated. So how to make 
how to help our channel you can find in description of this video in YouTube. Goodbye. And God bless you.